വെൽക്കം ബാക്ക് എവറി വൺ ടു ദ ഫുട്ബോൾ ആൻഡ് അനാലിറ്റിക്സ് ആൻഡ് റാങ്ക് ഷോ ആൻഡ് ഐ മെ ഹോസ് ജിത്തു ആൻഡ് ടുഡേ എഗെയിൻ ആസ് ഓൾവേസ് ജോയിനിങ് മീ ഇസ് മൈ ഫ്രണ്ട് അലൈജ ആൻഡ് വിൽ ബി ഡിസ്കസിങ് അബൌട്ട് ദ അവർ പ്രഡിക്ഷൻസ് ഫോർ ദ യൂറോ റൗണ്ട് ഓഫ് സിക്സ്റ്റീൻ ആൻഡ് ദ ഗെയിംസ് ദാറ്റ് ഹാപ്പൻഡ് ബിറ്റ്വീൻ അവർ ലാസ്റ്റ് എപ്പിസോഡ് ആൻഡ് ദിസ് എപ്പിസോഡ് ആൻഡ് ഓൾസോ ദ കോപ്പ അമേരിക്ക ഗെയിംസ് ദാറ്റ് ഹാപ്പൻ സോ വി വിൽ നോട്ട് ബി giving our predictions for the quarter finals because some of the teams are yet to confirm their places in the quarter finals so we'll be discussing in that in another episode most probably in monday or tuesday so what do you like yeah so let's This, since this is the second take of this uh, part of the video let's go fast so we're going to talk about ecuador and peru so we're talking about match day 4 of the copa america so this is a game that i couldn't catch live and i had to watch replays and recaps and stuff like that so judging by what i had seen it was a evenly matched game in which both of them were trying to attack as much as they could uh, but ecuador looked more in control of the game throughout based on what i saw and uh, it was a 2-2 draw and uh, yeah, what else is there to add about the game like i said it was an even this thing and anyway the group has brazil in it so none of them are hoping to go to the top or whatever so it's a game of it's a matter of who just qualifies and as of now ecuador are tied on points with venezuela so that fourth spot is still up for grabs Uh, so that is why this game was of importance because whoever won would have become third place which helps them in their quarter final matchup uh, moving on to brazil versus colombia uh, this is a game i watched live so i can comment on this extensively so brazil versus colombia the final score was 2-1 when which brazil won but throughout the game brazil were one goal down literally throughout the game brazil were one goal down and at in the 78th minute roberto firmino headed a goal which i consider was lucky because it went directly into the hands of the keeper and somehow it slipped in and went into the net and uh, casemiro finished it off in injury time 90 plus 10 uh, with another goal and that's how brazil won uh, and they were down in the 10th minute and they took almost another 70 minutes to get their first goal and uh, jitu can you point out what was wrong with the firmino goal yeah the first goal see during the build up to the goal uh, neymar's pass actually struck the leg of the uh, referee so the colombian players were expecting to referee to stop the play and uh, like considered as a dead ball or something and but uh, the referee allowed play to go on the colombian players were frozen there and Brazil took advantage of it and they just walked through their defense and which eventually led to the goal that uh, Firmino scored. So they kept on protesting but the referee uh, didn't allow it. And uh, there are two ways to it. I think you can say it was unfair treatment. You could also say that why did they switch off in that position. So what I'd say is that what they can do is they can yeah, defend the ball. as of not defend the ball uh, it might go out you should not switch off like it might go out then you can ask the referee they then maybe he might actually give it as a dead ball and you'll get possession back also so uh, i don't know it's it's two ways so it's a 50 50 and uh, definitely it's a mistake in the uh, part of the referee that is there 
but uh, you can't put uh, you can't blame that for uh, the colombian players switching off at that time so yeah yeah so uh, it may seem biased that i didn't talk about that's why i want like i support brazil so i generally don't see anything wrong with anything they do so that's why i wanted jitu to point out what was wrong with it because i kept reading stuff on the news and one football and all that there was something going wrong there yeah and i didn't bother to read it so i asked jitu to tell about it so we'll move on to the next game bolivia versus uruguay, uruguay. Uh, which uruguay quite surprisingly won and uh, i am saying quite surprisingly because bolivia looked the better team to me uh, in an attacking wise and maybe sometimes defensively also so their uruguay's first goal had come off an own goal but even before that uruguay had a couple of chances which were very good like there was one in which luis suarez and cavani went straight into the final third Suarez passed the ball to him and then Cavani just messes up in front of the goalkeeper like he's right there you either chip the ball move to the side pass it back do something he's just standing there and uh, so that was a big chance missed because they could have got the lead early on in the game and they could have at least maintained possession or could have stayed in control and then the own goal came at around 40 minutes in which they, that was a good moment from the Uruguay team but the bolivian defense also was trying their best so it was kind of an unfortunate goal but uh, that's what happens when you keep putting pressure on teams so uh what else do i have to talk about yes they took so many shots uh, uruguay took around 22 shots and only half of them if 20, 22 yeah i'm looking at the stats right now 22 shots and there were seven shots on target which is one third you took 22 shots and one third of those were on target <laughs> which shows how bad your finishing is and how bad your movement in the final third is yes. and you have such brilliant strikers in cavani and suarez and if this is what you are doing and you can't blame anyone else also you can't blame that the supply was not good this was not good that was not good because the ball was progressing to the final third so the problem lies with the people who are finishing and you have world class finishers yeah. so i think judging by how they are playing and like jitu had pointed out that bolivia are among the lower ranked teams in south america and if this win like on paper it looks like a go 2-0 win it would have been kind of a com- comfortable one only yeah. but it was not a convincing win at all and judging by how they have been playing especially in the last maybe one or two years uh, uruguay are like they're going to suck big time wherever they're going to play and like unless they have a change in managers or injection injection of newer people younger talents to like freshen up the squad or change up their style of play or something of that sort we can't expect them to do something of note soon in the future so yeah the last game we're going to talk about this chile versus paraguay uh, this was mostly an evenly matched game and uh, I think till the penalty in around uh, 55 minutes or something of that sort it looked like it was going to be an evenly matched game but after the second goal uh, like Chile completely gave up but my beef with this game was Chile have such good quality in their squad yeah. to keep possession to maintain possession to progress the ball to control the game but they still came short like when you were watching the game also the ball was with them most of the time so they had a lion share of the possession 
but what is the point if you are having possession and the ball is not moving up the pitch you're just passing in between your midfielders and or you're passing back yeah uh, but then also credit has to be given to paraguay because their movement of the ball also was good because that is why the ball could not progress to the final third yeah so it was an evenly matched game in those terms but then after the second goal game it was not a matter of who will win but like with how much they'll win kind of thing because chile completely like switched off there like it's like they gave up so after that it was definitely not a game worth watching but yeah so that's our coverage for the uh, copa but before we finish let's talk about the quarter finals and since jitu said from the group stage directly to the quarter finals so people might be thinking people who don't follow copa america so since south america has uh, what should i say lesser number of teams playing for this thing or whatever that is they are divided into two groups so there'll be 10 teams playing out of which top 4 of each group qualify and directly play quarter finals so we don't have a round of 16 because they don't have enough teams to have a round of 16 <laughs> so which is why the top 4 uh, teams of each group qualify so as of now as things stand group a has argentina on the top Paraguay below them Chile below them and Uruguay below them so judging by this this is how uh these are the almost confirmed quarter finals because from group A Bolivia is right now with zero points at the bottom and even if they win I don't think things are going to change because Uruguay since they won that game they have four points now yeah um so group A is pretty much fixed but group B is kind of more interesting yes. so Brazil obviously is on top because they have not lost or drawn a game Yeah. But then Colombia is on four points. They played. Uh, they finished their games. They have won one game, drawn yeah. one game, and yeah. lost two games. Yeah. And they're still on second. Yeah. Like the gulf in quality is remarkable. <laughs> Next, you move on to Peru, who are in third. Yeah. Uh, they still have a Peru still has a game to go. Brazil still has a game to go. Ecuador still has a game to go. Venezuela still has a game to go. So. Yeah. Other than Colombia, the rest of the people in that this thing have a game to go. So this group is more interesting because Peru also has four points and they have a game in hand. Yeah. Ecuador has a game in hand and they're on two points and Venezuela who are last in the group have a game in hand and also have two points because they drew. So this group we can see things change a lot. Yeah, yeah, Jit, go on. So what is happening in this group like you look at Colombia they literally can get knocked out in the next game. so if at all uh, the other teams get uh, like it it's 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 very unsafe for them because since they can't do anything also it's not in their hands also anyway so it might happen that they could get knocked out it depends i don't know i have to see the fixtures although that depends so it, the table can change drastically and also it also matters where you finish so If you finish in the lower places, you will get a tougher opposition because you will get the higher place teams in the other group in the quarter final. So it all matters. So it's all to play for in Group B as well. I think Group A also it is there, but still Group B still many teams haven't confirmed their position. So it could change altogether. Yeah, that's all. So the thing with Group A and Group B is Group A is not a matter of who qualified but who finishes where. Yeah. Group B even qualification is still up for grabs other than the places where they're going to finish. So maybe the last game day might be interesting and maybe we'll see. So that's our Copa America coverage. Thank you for listening and you can move on to the next segment. Okay. So 
yeah so we'll uh, now go on to the euros and we'll discuss the games that happened that we uh, that happened after our previous coverage of the euros so first game it's uh, croatia versus scotland so it was like a must win game for them uh, but still i think scotland uh, i think um, they need to win this game so that they can at least finish in third place and go through so it was all for the all like all for grabs but i think uh, croatia's experience recent experience in the european competitions or in the world cup i think that benefited them uh, this is the for, as far as scotland is concerned they have a very inexperienced squad especially in major tournaments and uh, i think that pretty much proved it i think and one of the huge difference makers in the squad uh, of croatia was obviously their experienced veterans luka modric and ivan perisic and uh, also a guy called nikola vlasic so many of the croatian fans are pushing to start him because he's not been uh, the coach's favorite but uh, he justified uh, the like his position like why he should be playing and why should be starting he opened the scoring also and uh, it was a pretty even encounter uh, like the score line might look flattering but i think both the teams had a mo- around the same a number of shots i think scotland was sitting back mostly and trying to hit them on the count uh, croatia on the counter croatia controlling most of the ball but uh, when it come to uh, deciding games i think it's all about goals and uh, croatia i think they eventually they had a little more class than uh, and experience than scotland and that uh, eventually decided the game yeah yeah so, if you look at it uh, like if you take the campaign in consideration for scotland it might look bad because they have essentially crashed out in the first tournament that they have qualified in a long time but yeah. there's so many positives to take away from this squad you have billy gilmore playing andy robertson was at his peak yeah uh, you had tierney playing like you have a good squad so this is not a team that we can write off yeah. and if they put in a little work and if they play together for a little longer and if they keep playing on higher levels yeah. more regularly this team is definitely going to improve massively over the years so maybe in the next 4 years or 5 years or whatever Yeah. they will definitely be a team to look out for maybe the next euros they might actually come uh, come in with like what should i say more uh, uh, threatening stance in the competition instead of just like a survival kind of thing yeah so yeah those are the positives we can take away from scotland's campaign yeah That's moving possible. on to czech republic versus england okay i <laughs> Yeah, England uh, already booked their places, so it was hard to play for Czech Republic. Uh, but they also, I think, it was almost confirmed. So uh, since Croatia uh, beat uh, Scotland, Czech Republic were safe, even though they lost. I have uh, obviously nothing else to add on this game. It was England were literally they played the same way they played the other group stage games. it was not at all good for watching but <laughs> in the end they just got the result and they just won if they are planning to play this sort of game no, in the quarter finals yeah 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 no no you finish you finish yeah so if they plan to play this sort of game on the quarter finals i don't think they'll be able to win it because the reason they did it in the uh, their group is because 
comparatively their opponents like they had much more individual quality than their opponents in the uh, uh, and uh, some of the go- goals also if even some of the games it was just one goal margin which is not at all a safe margin to go through and you are going to round of 16 you will face attacks that will test you like anything so one goal and all is not enough they definitely have to improve their finishing and otherwise it's going to be tough if they just score two goals in the entire group stage that's ridiculous that's the lowest um, that's uh i think lower than uh, almost the same as hungary and uh, um what do you call uh, north macedonia okay that's ridiculous yeah okay oh, raja yeah so every day when i wake up i like i watch stuff on youtube so among the things that is a part of my daily schedule is i watch highlights of games even if i watch them live i watch the highlights of the games Yeah. So every game the highlights will be around 5 minutes, 6 minutes, 7 minutes and all. Almost every England game I watch the highlights will only be 2 and 1/2 minutes, 3 minutes and all. <laughs> Which means there's nothing even the broadcaster has nothing to add. They're like there's nothing here to watch beta. You just go. <laughs> of those 3 minutes the first 30 40 seconds will just be the players walking in national anthems and stuff. <laughs> Literally 2 minutes video. There is nothing in that whole game to watch. And that has been the story of their whole campaign so far. Like they're such an overhyped team and it's not like they lack quality but they always fail to live up to their uh, hype to their billing and all of that so if they don't improve in the quarter finals doesn't matter who they are facing they are going to have a very hard time very very hard time definitely is jitu yeah i think i also have to think the same the point view of you so i guess we move on to a rather much more interesting last day of the euros it is having the record of the like uh, that day it's like the highest scoring match day in the history of euros so that's how many goals that were involved in that game there were two draws and two wins but it was intense also that it was like you have to switch between games it was completely insane some of the games uh, happened in the same time you look at portugal and france germany hungary happened at the same time you don't know which to which game to watch and all same with sweden uh, poland and slovakia spain the only one sided game i'd say is definitely slovakia and spain and spain finally finally they managed to let it loose and uh, it was they became like a psycho killer or something they were absolutely destroyed slovakia uh, i don't think they just let the flood gates run after the first goal and yeah So for moving to the first game I think Sweden versus Poland. So it was do or die for Poland. They can't afford a draw. They need a win. If they get a win they can go to the next round. Sweden having already booked their place in the uh next round would uh, like would be trying to they were trying to get a place as the top spot of the group like uh, finishing as group champions which will guarantee them a much easier route into the final. if they have were to finish second you look at when you look at the fixtures of the round of 16 now you, you check it now if sweden had finished second in their group it would have been lot harder for them to even make it past the round of 16 so now they have a much easier route so but still i it was everything it lived up to the expectations of the game both teams were in need of a win and it was very intense so sweden taking uh, the lead they were leading by two goals uh, uh, going into the, i think the 60 minute and it all looked like it was the end of the road for 
Poland and look who stepped up again it's uh, Robert Lewandowski and what a goal was that was an insane goal he scored i think the first goal for Poland and uh, again he scored another one also in the 84th minute another header so which uh, takes his tally to three goals three goals in three games which is his best in the euro so far he's completed in three euros and which makes him Poland's all-time top scorer in the euros also so uh, well done he tried his best but uh, other than him i think i could only see zielinski uh, making an effort others i think especially poland's defending was very poor chesney is having an off and on game sometimes it be good sometimes it be very horrible and uh, in the end like it was like rubbing salt in the wound when eventually poland could not break through and uh, they had to suffer to a loss also it was it was a very uh, like bad thing that happened to them almost uh, same way like they knocked out got knocked out in the group stage of the last world cup they have so much promising in them and they do very well in the qualification phase even friendlies also then when it comes to the major tournaments they just can't get it through and i think uh, i don't know I, i can't like earlier first game you can say yeah lewandowski was not good but he really did step up in the next few games and uh, can't really blame him for what happened right now yeah so uh next game uh it is a game i don't think there's not, nothing much there to talk spain just running riot uh, on uh, slovakia and uh, it started with an own goal and it ended with a own goal but fortunately for slovakia poland had lost and they are going through to the next round as the best third place team despite having just one win so uh, it was like insane I, i realized where was this finishing earlier for them obviously no uh, slovakia are not the toughest of opponents you still have to see how spain fare in the round of 16 but still i don't think there's much to talk about in this game it was completely dominated by in all aspects by spain but still more slight they could improve their finishing they out of 19 shots they only managed 9 on target so they could improve that but it's a, a huge improvement comparing to the games that happened earlier so that's all i have to say for the game and uh, next is portugal versus france and germany versus hungary so these two games are happening at the same time oh my god this is the most intense one one and a half hours that ha- happened in the tournament it was like all these teams except for france france will get knocked out they have a realistic chance of getting knocked out so if the germany hungary game end in a draw and france beat portugal portugal will get knocked out if germany lose the game Germany will get knocked out. If Hungary draw the game or Hungary lose the game, uh it will they'll get knocked out. And all these scenarios were actually happening throughout the game. The last 10 minutes it was going from Portugal knocked out, Germany getting knocked out, Hungary getting knocked out. It was switching in between. It was so intense and yeah. Portugal um they played a much better game than they played against uh, Germany. I think they did well. 
uh france also did well it was much more even game i think portugal uh, last game they were bad this game they actually uh, like uh, like did the full potential and uh, they went toe to toe with the world champions and uh, for me the real heroes i keep people might say ronaldo okay he did convert the penalty it's not easy to convert penalty also obviously many people miss it but uh, you should give some credit to the midfielders see what they did that was very important for their success in this game is what uh, they started renato sanchez something which they haven't done in the last two games and it worked out brilliantly portugal were a completely different team renato sanchez was very threatening also jao moutinho also they were all coming in as subs and you look at last game also portugal since when sanchez came in and jao moutinho came in they were much better if you look at the previous they used to come in as subs now he finally starts them and it worked out and uh, yeah i think the penalties was uh, mainly because they were penetrating the box very good sanchez with his runs also uh, the uh, first one was a foul and i think second one was a handball uh, so ronaldo and he has achieved another milestone so he is now the highest international goal scorer in the history of football is tied with ali dei of iran for 109 goals and on the other side karim benzema finally finally he's uh, uh, what do you call uh, like played a very good game like he other games like he sort of uh, not made much of an impact in the other games leading up to this tournament and also the other group stage games and finally this game i think for france he has been their best attacking player definitely and uh, Yeah, that's all for that game and both teams will qualify portugal will finish in third place and uh, uh, france will be group winners and coming to germany hungary i almost thought that germany will bottle the second this is going to be a repeat of what happened in russia in 2018 and it almost happened also riroy sane was absolute bull crap he was playing i don't know what what was wrong with him he's crossing is it 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 was like sort of maybe what we are playing in some amateur level crossing and all the ball he is crossing it's going to that side of the uh, what you call uh, ground is going to the opposite side it's no nowhere near any player he's he's literally scared to take on his one on one situation he doesn't take on every time he someone comes and block him he literally passes it back there was nothing going through his flank and uh, I don't know what is happening honestly that has been one of his worst performances that I've ever seen and uh, eventually that also uh, like eventually his substitution led to Germany's equalizing goal so they brought in Jamal Musiala and uh, that proved to be the difference so he was involved in the equalizing goal which Leon Goretzka scored and you instantly understood like he was he's an 18 year old and he's taking in more uh, uh, like opposition players than sane who is 6 years older than him so that's that's something he has to improve on and and coming to the other goals i think uh, like for like goals hungary was scored i think germany were caught napping um, especially again uh you can blame noyer also yeah he rushed in a little bit early for the first goal not second goal but uh, sane you look at how he defended that goal it was ridiculous he was literally not doing anything he was like lazy running back and uh, i don't know i just 
I'm just happy maybe as for as it looked like he was not into it the yeah. whole game he looked like he was not in that space yeah, and especially that second goal he was just running behind him it was like they were playing tag or something of that sort it was hilarious to watch yeah and also yeah, you finish your this thing yeah yeah and also uh, for uh, like it shows how i think uh, germany uh, like Jogi Lo has to make these decisions earlier and uh, it's like he he's like giving too much trust into him and like he you look at him he obviously made two huge huge errors and he's not at all doing anything he should stop him off early so if he made the subs a little bit earlier and also a good news for germans germany fans is that thomas muller is back and he will be available in the round of 16 and uh, since germany's attack has not that convincing so if mudar was also absent it would have drastically affected them and even though he came in the i think in the 60th or 70th minute he came in he did make a impact in the game and it was very good also and uh, yeah i think that's all uh, i have to say about the game and all credits to hungary they uh, overperformed uh, the expectations and if they were in any other group i think they would have at least finished in second or third and uh, yeah i wish them best and uh, good performance in the coming tournaments maybe possibly if they can continue in this form they can build up on it one day they can even qualify for the world cup also yeah that's all i think that pretty much sums up everything in, in the world cup and uh, moving on before you move on to the table yeah i genuinely think portugal and germany like uh, let's move on let's talk about the portugal game first yeah like i understand france are a strong team and all of that but portugal should have done better they literally had to rely on those two penalties to survive in the this thing game like they did not according to me they did not seem convincing enough to like break down france's defense completely or like score goals like by themselves like from open play and if not for those two penalties suppose the two penalties were not given especially the second one it might have been quite obvious to other people but i didn't like it was kind of ambiguous i don't know maybe he was trying to make his body bigger maybe not but then second one also he gave us a penalty if that had not gone their way this uh, france are already ahead and if that had stayed that way like yes portugal were making runs into their uh, opposition third their, their midfield actually did better than they were in the other games and all of that but like their front three other than maybe ronaldo i think it's pretty shit only jota has not been good at all like throughout this euro campaign he's literally been non existent or his existence has not been good enough because Uh, the germany game maybe he assisted one he scored one and all but they were giving the ball to him the ball was coming to him from the midfield but he was not doing jack shit literally like for a player who's playing alongside the world's best player and all and you are the defending champions and all they, i think he should take more responsibility in the way he plays i, I don't know like i didn't like their forward play enough they should have done more and uh moving on to the germany game i think it was uh, kind of a rude awakening it was kind of a good warning sign for germany going into the round of 16 that uh 
like things are improving but is not all good and there are some things that you have to focus on so this was a good game for them to understand what was going wrong because as things stood uh hungry were leading in the first half and the first half finished like that only i'm like okay one nil what are they going to do because germany when they come back in the second half they have generally like stepped up their performances every game after the second half they have generally improved other teams generally plateau or maybe decline but germany have generally improved in the second half so i expected them to maybe equalize and all but they equalized and uh, what should i say Uh, like jitu said sane was incredibly incredibly bad this game like uh, it was bad it would have been better if he didn't play only because like if you're there on the pitch your teammates will count on you balls will come towards you because you're a forward and he has speed he has the dribbling everything he has and uh, if not for goretzka they would have actually uh, lost that game and, and that goal was also pretty good but and that was scored in like what 85 86 or something like that i don't i don't remember exactly but in the 80s so if not for that goal i, I it's just i don't know like after thrashing the defending champions by four, like two goals they scored four goals against them hungary should have been easier uh, given that yeah portugal were little bad that game but still hungary should have been easier so I think it's back to the drawing board to figure out what went wrong and try to correct it because if this happens in the round of 16 uh, there are no uh, back season this so there are no second chances in the round of 16 if you're done you're done so they should be really careful about it and uh, wishing them the best i guess yeah jit you can finish it off yeah i think that's all i have to have to say uh, for the games that have happened and uh, um what yeah so what uh, like we can do next is the uh, round of 16 round of 16 so we are going to predict give our predictions on who will go through to the quarter finals so so the entire path for the f- yeah okay okay uh, no i was telling like the path has already been fixed so there won't be any draw and all after the uh, round of 16 so there are two brackets like one bracket is extremely hard that's where they are belgium portugal uh, what do you call it? italy's all these teams will come netherlands uh, sorry italy also and there is an easy one also where there is actually only england and germany uh, like for those teams only that fixture is hard and if netherlands come in between that also so only three teams three big teams are there but you look at the other bracket it's all tough tough fixtures all the big big teams are there spain belgium portugal italy uh, even uh, france also yeah so that is a tougher bracket so yeah over to rajiv uh, robot to say something else okay i'll i'll tell you the games yeah. you just tell me your prediction i'll tell my prediction we'll move on to the next game okay so Okay. First game is Wales versus Denmark. We are talking in terms of times. We are going in that order. So the first game will be Wales versus Denmark. Jitu. Yeah. So Wales versus Denmark. Um, I think Wales are in a much better position right now. And uh, since I don't, since the games are not playing in both the uh, what you call teams' home ground or. at least close to their home country it's so there's no home advantage for denmark anymore and it actually helped them a lot in their previous game for denmark but uh, 
I think Wales are a team that are in much better form than Denmark. Denmark had to go to their last game. So I'm going for not a huge score margin. I'm going for 1-0 Wales. Yeah, I think it will be an evenly matched game but advantage to Wales also. So okay. yeah, the next game Italy versus Austria. Okay, Italy. This will be a simple pick. Yeah, Italy. I'm not going for a big score at yeah. all. Uh, <laughs> big score and all austria have defended very good actually and they managed to hold their own so i'm going for italy win 2 nil not more than that it might be 1 nil also it might be 2 1 also so maximum i'm going is 2 nil yeah so even i predict that italy will go through the next game we're talking about netherlands versus czech republic so this is a very interesting game because yeah uh technically netherlands score more they play attackingly and all of that but czech republic are no pushovers they have proved it throughout the group stage they have they were on top of the of their group for a while in between and that yeah. i'm not saying that group had like very challenging people and all but still they were on top of their group yeah and so i think it will be an evenly matched contest but again uh, advantage to the netherlands yajitu yeah, Yeah so um yeah i think uh, same thing only i think netherlands will uh, go through uh but it will be a tight score might even go down to extra time of penalties so czech republic can do like they have executed their plans perfectly in previous games and they can give them a hard time but i still see netherlands going through probably by the finest of margins yeah Uh, so i think it will go to extra time i'm predicting a netherlands win and they'll win it in extra time yeah so coming to a big game the next game is the most yeah most interesting belgium versus portugal yes this you can go first yeah so for belgium it's it's about pride right now and it's about uh, they have to achieve something so their golden generation is aging and uh, it will take it will take a long time to have such a good squad again and uh, portugal also i think uh, they are the defending champions they haven't been that convincing uh, in the group stage but it is the death group of death so it's understandable but still uh, going into this game i think portugal have faced far tougher opposition than belgium in the group stage so that will be helpful but Belgium are still the number one ranked in the uh, world, and I think the way they beat other teams also it looks very convincing, and they didn't show much weakness at all. On the other hand, Portugal did uh, show any weaknesses that they had, and uh, I'd say Belgium are going through. I think it's Belgium. It might go any way, but uh, my gut feeling is Belgium, and. Uh, if they are to win anything i think they should win games like this so it will be a very test big test for them so i'll predicting uh, 2-1 to belgium yeah yeah i on the contrary i think portugal have the advantage in this and it's because of this exact same reason that jitu said because they had more crunch games and they had games where their whole game plan was exposed properly so they have the chance to work on that and fix it for the game that is coming up on the other hand i'm not saying belgium had an easy time but comparatively they were not tested that much yes one game they were trailing in the first half but second half they came up and all of that fine but still they were not pushed to their extreme portugal were battered by germany so there's that 
yeah coming to the next game so croatia versus <laughs> croatia versus spain um so these are uh, it's a, it's a tough thing so coming to spain i don't know how they are going to play are they going to play the play the game the way they played against slovakia or how they played against in the first two games um so they will have most of the ball as usual every game they'll have most of the ball so there's nothing surprising about that um it's about being lethal i think for spain i think uh, the opposition in croatia is actually a bit tougher than what they faced in uh, group uh, in their group stages and they can definitely threaten them in the forward so that is a problem so if spain doesn't get the scoring boots they will struggle but i still think overall spain has a much more quality and depth in their squad and they still if they step up they still can beat them so i'm going for a uh, uh, typical spanish scoreline 1-0 typical so there won't be much of the goals if spain i think spain are going to win it i think it will be a, a very slow scoring game yeah yeah i again i'm contradicting jitu i will say croatia will go through because of the same reasons that he said about spain spain have a problem in front of the goal and i don't think they are going to fix it in one game uh, whereas croatia disp- i think it will be a battle of the midfield primarily because both have strong midfields and uh, spain generally likes to control the ball more but croatia also likes to have more of the ball so it's going to be a battle of the midfield whoever wins the midfield battle is going to win the game and I'm not saying Croatia have a better midfield than Spain and all that but still I think Croatia have the advantage. Next game please. Definitely. Next is France versus Switzerland. So I think uh, Switzerland are a good team but uh, like it depends it depends on when they're on their day they can uh, I, they can give uh, a tough competition to any opposition they're facing. uh but uh it's too hard for them i think so it's too much to ask out of them like if they did manage to beat france it would be one of the biggest upsets in the tournament so i still think it will be france going through and uh, i'm going for uh, 2-0 victory to france it could become even bigger also so it all depends uh on whether france are letting loose or they're uh, scoring and defending so i definitely it's france tuner yeah oh yeah in any other circumstance i would have said it would be a landslide victory for france but france have also been kind of struggling they've not hit their peak yet they've not hit like their top gear yet so i am still saying france will win but it will be a much closer game i'm not going to say it's going to be an evenly matched game or but it will be slightly closer because switzerland are also playing decently and france have not been playing the greatest so i think it will be a closer game and i think the score line jitu said around 2-0 sounds about fair definitely so coming to another big Next. game so whichever team wins this game i feel they will make it to the final so it's england versus germany so this is the this is actually a game that should be played later on in the tournament but it's playing very early so because the path is relatively easy for these two teams if they win the game this game this is the toughest game so far in their path and all the games coming afterwards should be relatively easier for them even though no game no team is a pushover 
so what i will say is i think yeah england had a much like what you call overall if you look at their group stage i think they were much more of uh like they were actually too good for their group in quality i think that i eventually get them to even they even though their football was not that good at all but uh, i think germany will go through because i don't know same thing with same explanation if portugal actually go through uh germany have faced the top two teams to win the competition top two favorites in the group stage itself and they faced a team underdog team also in the group stage so they literally have a mixture of all the needed experience and everything they are going to face in the round of 16 whether they're going to face an underdog team whether they're going to face a top team so they've experienced those type of experiences in the group stage itself when you look at england they haven't had that and uh, if england are going to play the game that they played and they are not able to score uh and they are not able to finish i think germany will go through and win and i don't think neither of the coaches are actually good enough it's it will be like which coach is more dumb uh, in the game it will be a test of that so uh, i still think germany will go through i think uh, uh, unless and until england actually manage to step it up so i think i'll predicting around 2-1 score line to germany yeah yeah i think this game might actually go into maybe extra time or whatever it is because not because germany is better or england is better that's a thing that i don't want to get into but then both have been known like we know that they underperform from time to time uh, but the thing is england has been underperforming for a long time whereas germany has been should i say on the rise for a while now like they had a dip in 2018 and then they've slowly started building up they have had these troughs in between but they also have performed decently and the last game was a what should i say bad one by their standard so i think the next game should be better so going by that i think germany will go through and england will crash out but i also but i still think the game is going to be like super close uh, so yeah that's it advantage germany okay so next is uh, sweden versus ukraine we'll round up all the round of 16 fixtures and uh, i think sweden are the better team right now and they look more solid right now their defense is solid and uh, i don't know they have this fight in the music look at the game in poland against poland like they desperately wanted to finish in top and it's actually worked out for them if they managed to finish in second i think they would have gotten maybe belgium portugal sort of big biggish teams and it would have been a nightmare for them but they got ukraine ukraine mm, not convincing they i think they only got a uh, one win in the group stage and uh, um on paper you say the scots are kind of uh, here and there equal even though sweden has a little bit better of an edge and Sweden is not the team that we saw in earlier times it's not about Zlatan anymore it's like there are these young new talents and a bunch of players who actually performed well in the last season in Europe you look at Kulusevski then there is Emil Forsberg all these players are contributing a lot and they are a team which are what do you call i think they, they finished in the group as a group winners with uh, by beating Spain so that's actually a very good thing they done and i think 
I am not going for a high scoring game because Sweden won by close margins so um but still it can go anyway and if Ukraine actually manages to step it up screw it I am going for a game that is 3-2 I might get uh, screwed for this later on but uh, I don't care Yeah according to me I think it's yeah, advantage Sweden and uh, that's all I have to say about it I think Sweden will win maybe not convincingly but I'm pretty sure they will win and it will be surprising if ukraine actually goes through to the quarter finals but you never know football yeah. is a game like that so let's see yeah you never know <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's pretty much everything in the round of 16 and uh, that's our predictions uh, let us know your predictions in the comments and uh, like you can always tell us what to like the topics we have to talk about anything you can always suggest us join our community in whatsapp follow us on instagram and uh, if you made it so far into the video uh, subscribe to our channel and keep supporting us so i think that's all and uh, this is titu signing off